this show has been one giant dumpster fire from the start. This is what happened. What happened, ladies and gentlemen? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Sorry about the delays. Monday morning, Boomer Bunker. John Domingo. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. I mean, what, what, a, what a pre-show we had. Devin Necker from Rubberneckers was in here. And then all of a sudden, we were. I said, let's do the show together. And then he just didn't say anything. He just out he went. Goodbye. That's my fault. I should not have yelled, La Migra! La Migra! <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Immigration. Ah, I got you. All righty. That was a. All right. Hey, a, listen, yeah. before we go, I, I just want to, because we're going to start off with the Leah Tom, Thomas, Thompson, Thomas, Leah Thomas. This person. That person. Yes. That, that, that looks like a fair fight. <laughs> Doesn't it? Sure. Well, she had her last swim meet. Uh, we have the Alabama response. If you have a whoopa snapper, you should not swim against <laughs> girls in college. It's going to be this show, right? Is that what's going to happen now? Stop it. Know, Roll Tide jokes. It's not funny. I don't know. The Alabama. <laughs> Everything yes. that you had happen to you is now happening to me. Yeah. It I... says Chrome has lost permission to capture your screen. Follow these steps right yeah. in the middle of everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now you can't talk because now you're whatever what? just happened. I can't hear you. This is so fucked up. Bob, if you don't leave StreamYard and come back in right now, I swear to God, I'm going to just stop the show. I can't take it anymore. Go out. Come back in. Fuck. All right. Fuck you. There we go. <laughs> uh, let's see if you can come back and see what happens. Let's see if it works. Ah, apparently there's been some kind of uh, chat revolt over at the Eric Zane show. No Zane raid today. Everyone's pissed off in the comments, and he bailed early. Whoa. He bailed early? Was there is there technical problems going on? Is Mercury in retrograde right now? Is that what the problem is? Do you ever hear that story? All right, let Bob bring himself in because I don't know what happened. I don't either, but you don't listen. That's my biggest problem with you. You're over I'm there trying to but we're not allowed to play audio. Let's find think. out. Yeah, let's find out. Let's, yeah, let's tap dance on the minefield. Let's do Why that. Not? Apparently, the swimmer, these were people who were for the, the dude who's now a, a woman kicking right. everybody's ass. Of the girls that were swimming, is there audio? Felt like yeah. their daughters were cheated out of a win. Felt like Leah yeah. has an unfair biological advantage. She has been transitioning for the past three years and. Bullshit. At this point, there isn't that big of a biological difference. Bruh. That's the thing here is, oh, fuck. Now we lost John. All right. So I'll continue. This, this sucks because he's John, 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 John. I, see, I just wanted you to keep doing your story because I let yeah, you I was. pop in I and was. I was going to pop out and pop in so then I could play my clips. Oh, so now you're like Barbara Eden and shit. You're just genie. I just and wanted genie you to tell a story, and I just wanted you to continue on with your story. I was going to pop out, pop back I in again, so nobody guarantee our technical difficulties and the and the shenanigans that ensue regarding those things are more entertaining to these viewers than anything we're going to talk about. I, I understand that. I okay, get then. So 
I've heard, uh, I think it was Martina Navratilova and a couple of other celebrity athletes come out and say that that's part of the problem is that, you know, this woman saying they've been doing the hormone replacement therapy for the last three years, which is the rules, blah, blah, blah. So, so this, well, I don't even know this person's name, the one who we're, you know, you know, yelling about the, the transgender swimmer. Leah Thompson. Leah, Leah is a first Isn't name. That's the chick from uh, Back to the Future. No, maybe I don't know. You know me. If yeah, things fly out of my mind, if you would asked me her name yesterday, I would have known it. If you'd asked sure. me her name in an hour, I'll probably know it. Right now, it escapes me. Right. So that person has completed all of the the requirements in order to compete as a transgender athlete. Right. That's what these protesters here are talking about, that this person's done what they're supposed to do. And these celebrity athletes are out there saying, well, maybe we need to change the rules then. Here's the deal. And I know this, they want to, they're so trans women, people matter. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Live your life as a man or a woman or something like that. But you cannot have an unfair, this is stupid. How This is common sense. Guys are physically stronger and better athletes than women. That's not even disputed. But just because someone decides, oh, my God, I want to be a woman. He was ranked in the 600s as a male collegiate swimmer. Now he's breaking records. Numero uno. Yeah, breaking records. You can go ahead and do that. And if you disappear, then it's fine. You know what? I don't care. We're yeah. gonna we're pressing yeah. on, Bob. Do That's what we're doing. We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, uh, so th- she had her last swim meet this past weekend, and she won the five hundred. Then she lost the last race she did. She came in last place. I think it was in the thousand. She probably swim with one arm. You know what I mean? She's like. Ah, just I did my, you know, I, so I can say, guess what? I, I lost. So these other these other swimmers are better than me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Comment in the chat. Great, but Google says he's at a disadvantage now. That's she. She's at a disadvantage. Her. I'm changing that to be her. Dick was weighing her down. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, the song we start started off the show with this morning was Chad Prather. He's a, a comedian. Uh, okay. He's um, he has a podcast, part of the Blaze Network, and I, he was also he's also trying to run for governor of Texas. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. So, but I think he's funny, and um, his, I just wanted to give him a shot. The sh- I a love comic. his song. If he's a comic, they'll probably find some somewhere in 1986 where he used the N word. Doesn't matter. Who cares? He has a big enough fan base. That the people don't want to cancel him weren't his fans anyhow. All right, they, the, his people can take a joke. They can understand humor and sarcasm. All right, they don't just wrinkle their nose and go mean like this. Cross their arms. What do I do with all of these face masks now? What do I do with all these face yes. masks now? I know. I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> he made himself a bra. He's made himself that you know idea. and copycat because. I forget where, remember the um, Sturgis rally, the motorcycle rally in yes. South Dakota? Happens every year. Yes. Well, they, they said you have to have, wear a mask in the uh, bar. And a girl had two, two of those paper masks oh, on her boobies. Wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah, funny. It, it was funny. 
So pretty good. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Do you have something else you want to talk about there? We're going to go into Ukraine. I can't play any clips. Talking with the wife the other day, and I, you know me, skeptic, don't yes. believe anything. Like to think, what if? Ooh, what if, right? Come on, get your tinfoil hats on, everybody. Yeah. What if Russia and Ukraine are planning this shit together so that everybody gives them money and uh, weapons? Okay. Let's think about that for a second. What If that is true, and I'm not saying it's not, then they, they should hang them. They should hang Zelensky for the simple fact that he's having people, his own countrymen killed just for this. Ukraine has been known for decades to be a corrupt sure. country as, as far as the government goes. I'm not saying the town folk, the people who actually live there, I'm not saying that they're corrupt. They seem like, from what I've seen in the videos, they're nice people. Same thing in Russia. Right. Sure, the Russians are nice people. The fact that the leaders of the, the these countries right now, and, and I'm going to put you, yes, the United States. United States is not, uh, they don't have, uh, their hands are dirty in all this shit too. You know, they've been fucking around and fucking around with and teasing Russia and and the shit with Ukraine. And then here's another thing. Okay, since we're, we're putting our tinfoil hat on, let's get another layer on here. Well, we've all heard the audio of Joe or the video of Joe Biden talking about how he had a prosecutor fired that was uh, looking into Burisma. Is that it? Burisma? The gas and oil company that his son was on the board of making unbelievable amount of money for doing nothing. So he had him fired. What if they decided to blackmail Biden? What if that happened? We'll kind of address that a little more when we go into the you know laptop later. Well, we can just transition into this. What, a Olympic swimmer? No, no. We're, 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 behind, we're beyond her. She's, she's done. You said we're going to transition. Transition, like the I'm swimmer. Trans joke, John. Jeez, joke. man, catch up. Sorry, sorry. Squash I, a tomato. I didn't catch... I didn't catch your little bit of humor there. So anyhow, uh, what if the Bidens are compromised? What, I mean, just think about this. Before Biden was president, his son was flying around China, Russia, picking up suitcases full of cash, making all these deals, 10% for the big guy. Who's the big guy? And why aren't we looking into the big guy? And then, and then the dumb crack or leaves his laptop at a place in Delaware. The DOJ's had this laptop for years. They know everything that's on that laptop. The part that I, I love about it is, and I had tried to bring the article, but we went through this pre-show. John even tried to open the article and they want you to subscribe. You know, you have reached your limit of free articles. This like, episode's a disaster area. <laughs> this really yes. is. Well, I have a couple of screenshots now. So, I went back to the article from, I think it was, well, it was during around the time of the election when all this came out. I guess the headline for those who don't know is that here in the last three days, the New York Times come out and basically said that the Hunter Biden laptop was all legitimate. Sure it is. They have vetted everything basically and that it's all legit. But during the campaign election uh, within the, what was it like October? It was like the month before the yes. election. They weren't just, just coming out and saying, you know, Russian collusion. It's, oh, it's all Russian disinformation, whatever. Well, here, here's how they would do it, okay? Um, Mr. Isaac, who said he voted for Mr. Trump. Well, okay, what does that matter? What does that have to do with any validity of the information on this 
freaking laptop that this guy that they're talking with voted for Mr. Trump declined to answer many questions about the laptop and his contacts with the FBI. He also would not talk about his communications with the Trump loyalists. Like, what does this matter? None of this matters. Uh, it is also not clear what the FBI did with the laptop or what Justice Department officials knew about sensitive FBI investigation at the time. This was back then. This was during the election cycle. Now I have one more. John Ratcliffe, the director of national intelligence, uh, also told Fox Business Network that the laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign. But Mr. Ratcliffe, who has been criticized for embracing the president's political agenda. What is that? Embracing the political agenda. What does that have to do with anything regarding the laptop being valid and real? Well, I'm no lawyer, Bob, but I would think what they're doing is they're discrediting the witness, right? The laptop prompted concerns about Russian disinformation because the intelligence community has warned for months about Russian attempts to influence the election. What? What has influenced this election more than the media's exactly. uh, misinformation and disinformation about anything and everything it's not only what they report but also what they don't report. what if we replaced the word russian in russian disinformation with our own government i know and again we got to go back to whether we have a free press or not because i don't think we do no I, again, I really that, was, that was back in 20 it doesn't matter we haven't had a free press in a long long time but now uh, they they have come out and said that the laptop's real hey everybody yeah. everything's yeah. real why? Just, Why, Bob? Just needed time. Why? Just Why would they do that well, now? If if you want to know my tinfoil hat, well, I'm asking you. Okay, I think they want Biden out, and this is yeah. going to turn him in, dude. It's 1974 all over again. Okay, gas prices are ridiculous. Oil, blah blah blah, and Richard Nixon's going to resign. Exactly. This is what this laptop was going to be used for. They had it. That was. They knew that if they when when it's time is right. We can take this out and, you know, and lay out all this information and then we can get him to leave. The problem is he picked a nitwit for vice president and she's even worse. So now what do they got? I thought, honest to God, the way they were flying her over to Poland and all, I had a feeling that that plane was going to go down or something was going to happen to her because then he could have picked another vice president that wasn't a moron. And then maybe that way we could get him out of there. We're in trouble because, I mean, there should be a way that we can some kind of, of lever that people in the country can pull like a no confidence level, something like an injector seat. You know, you hit the button and the president ejects out and then well, you get somebody else in there because I've never seen. I mean, listen, Carter was horrible, but he ain't this horrible. Holy shit. This guy makes uh, he put uh, iranians in concentration camps <laughs> that was fucked up who was this carter, carter. yeah I remember, remember they had the hostages and they were trying to say yeah if carter wins the election we're not letting them go but if but if reagan wins the election we'll let them go basically basically as soon as reagan won the election i think and i'm not 100 sure i think the inauguration was whatever day it was and the the hostages were put on planes and sent home the next day well, didn't they make a, a movie about that, uh, Argo? Yeah, well, that, and then and then they sent uh, some kind of mission, and they were going to come in. Like, how, you know, we went in and took out Osama bin Laden. They did that night raid. Well, Carter tried to do the same thing, and they crashed into each other in the middle of the desert and killed them all. A one stupid mistake after another. And even that, 
is not as bad as what's what Biden's going through right now. So if I can take a tangent, if you don't mind, real quick. You're welcome to. Go for it. The thing is that we have two parties in this country. I think we have one party. So in other words, we have one party with two different names. And to be honest with you, I think what they're scared to death of is a third party emerge, you know, coming to power or coming to be competitive with the other two parties. Because if that happens, they're in big, big trouble. Because there's a big swath of this country that thinks that both sides are doing a shit job. And you know what? Just like we voted for Trump so we didn't have to vote for Hillary, and the same way we voted for Biden so we didn't have to vote for Trump, this third party could really, really start to rise up if they could get organized. Now, the libertarians, the thing about the libertarians is, you know, they don't want to have any government, or and so they're not organized, so they can't well, become... They're also, they're also too busy slapping each other on the back for being a doing what they've done for the libertarian movement they're to be yeah you know what you're a good libertarian no you're a good libertarian you do so much for the libertarian movement no you do so much for the shut the fuck up yeah so back to this laptop i believe that the doj has the laptop and in this way they can take out biden whatever whenever they want to my problem is that biden's compromised that whole administration is compromised. Right. And they're going to wait till Ukraine and Russia kiss and make up. And then boom, this is the next agenda. And that's if they don't bring back COVID again. Well, they're trying because yes, don't you are. know, there's a BA2 variant out. And I'm like, well, what does, what the, what is that? Beta like, alpha, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's, it's kind of like Omicron, but it's not really that big, big of a deal. I was like, holy shit. So what do we care? The common cold's back. Oh no, let's shut everything down. Let's let's put masks on. Let's let's social distance because the cold's back. I love this comment because I'm I'm a big a third party will never work because they have to have the the backing of the World Economic Forum and all of the other money. That's the not gonna get it. That Klaus Schwab. Dude, Klaus Schwab. That dude's the one. That's the scary motherfucker right there. That guy right there. He's the one that's got to go. I mean, he wrote a book called The Great Reset. Yeah, I know. So, so. did uh, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck's book's better. Has a happier ending. So just think, do you think that Russia and China would mind giving a couple million dollars to, to Biden and his kid and his brother just so they could own him and then be able to blackmail him for things that they want? Because right now, the United States isn't leading anything. Basically, the European Union is really doing all the negotiation. They're like, yeah, yes, Joe, sit down over in the corner. Don't hurt yourself. We got this. Jesus Christ. What hey, relax. In the, next, in the next couple of days, uh, Biden's going to be talking with NATO. Going, I don't know if he's going over there, but yeah, he's, he's going to be. <laughs> you know what we should do? What did he say? <laughs> this is the guy who's running the country. Well, this is kind of goes back to my, I know it's ridiculous, but my thought on the, you know, what if they're just pulling the wool over our eyes with this bullshit, with this war? Hey, this is from whitehouse.gov. The fact sheet on U.S. security assistance for Ukraine. This was March 16th. Biden announced uh, an additional 800 million. That's on top of the 13 point, I think it was 13.3 or 13.6 billion that they approved. Bringing the total U.S. security assistance committed to Ukraine to $1 billion in just the past week, a total of $2 billion since the start of the Biden administration. Now, the new $800 million package includes 800 Stinger anti-aircraft systems, 2,000 Javelin, 1,000 light anti-armor weapons, 
uh, 6,000 AT, blah, blah, blah. And the list just goes on. It's a ridiculous amount. Now, what I'm guaranteeing that a lot of this shit's going to be sold on the black market to for African countries. What? Why? What? <laughs> money. I, I understand money, but don't you think they need it right now to fight the Russians? No. All right. Forget about that. No, I don't. So no, they don't need this stuff. They need jets in the air shooting down other jets in the air. They're hand to hand. They're they're in cities now. This is they're hand to hand combat now. I I mean I know they're sending missiles and stuff like that. I know they're doing that, but I don't think it's there. It's I could be wrong from planes. And here's the other thing: these Russian planes they can stay in Russia. Yeah, I know. And shoot yeah. in the in the Ukraine. That is pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So they don't have to. They don't have to leave the country. No. Nope. It'd be like us. It would be like us taking our planes and just shooting into Mexico. We'd have a field day. Same hey. thing in Canada. Hey. Not that I'm. I like where this conversation is going, John. Not that I'm advocating it, but I mean, got some cartels, right? Uh, uh, we need them. That's where the CIA gets all their money. Okay, so what I'm praying, I'm praying that this is all theater. You know, what's that movie that they back in the day? It's called Wag the Dog, where they needed. Okay. So this is. I'm hoping, praying that this is Wag the Dog, and they're not serious because I I don't know anything that's more scarier than this, way more scarier than COVID, and. You know, all this stuff that's going on right now is basically, I mean, there's, you know, the supply line and the supply chain and, and, you know, not being able to get products in and not being able to make products. We could fix all of this if we wanted to, but no, no country, no country, no company, I don't think wants to invest in the United States because of the labor cost, because everything's going to be $15 an hour. Why would you build something here at $15 an hour when you can go south of the border or over into China, or some somewhere that I, I mean, to be honest with you, if it was me and you wanted cheap labor, I would I would go to Mexico, and then and then just build a, a, a build a bunch of factories right outside the border, and say, hey, come on up here, you can work here, you have a great life here, and all. Just don't come across, just don't come across the border. Make things, get you some germs, have a halfway decent lifestyle. You know, don't have to come over here, and we'll buy your cheap products. Well, these companies that back in the day when we used to make stuff here and yeah and all that, that gave them the money to go global and go international. Yeah. So they're making too much money without doing that here, without that expense, without that headache, et cetera. And yeah, I think while we're the, you know, whatever, the best country in the world, whatever, all that bullshit, most richest country, whatever, we're still only... I don't know what the count is, but 320 roughly million folk uh, compared to the rest of the world, the, the other 8 billion. So there's plenty of cash to be made, plenty of profits to be made elsewhere without doing anything here. So why should they put in the effort? Well, I'm part of the problem, Bob, because I'm sitting here with a brand new Mac mini and a monitor that was made in China next to a mixer that was made in China, talking through a microphone that was made in China, looking through a webcam that was made in China. Yeah, but that's, all right, that's so, your only option. What? what okay, what are you going to get right, one made in? Made my in iPhone was made in. Holy cow! My iPhone was made in uh, China. Yeah, but there's no so, other option because yeah, because we don't demand it. If we stop buying iPhones and we said, listen, if, if somebody made a phone in the United States, a, a, a smartphone in the United States, and everybody started buying that instead of buying iPhones and all those guys over there. Well, first of all, they'd be shitting apples 
because they wouldn't know what to do. They've got all they've got all their money poured into China and they're all in in China. Uh, you know, they have to be because that's the only way they can make money. So and the same thing with I mean, with, with everything else, I mean, until we can start to be able to buy and support our own economy, you know, but what are we doing here? Fifteen dollars an hour for what? So stop buying avocados and uh, tequila because it's not made in America. Sure. Why not? Okay. Okay. So this is the shit you do. You find the two things that we can't make in America. No, I'm just saying. I'm just and we make, to make a point. I, I don't. I mean, some people need need their phone because it's it's part of their income. It's it's how they support themselves with being making contacts with others. I, I understand that, but what if they decided to make a phone that was in a and it's capitalism basically? What if they decided to? I know I saw it in the chat too, <laughs> and her. No avocado. No, not avocados. Well, they do grow avocados in in California. They just wouldn't be able to. They would not be able to supply enough avocados to the avocado eating. We people. need Maynard James Keenan to work on the avocado thing. Who? The vocalist from Tool. He has a vineyard, a vineyard, a wine vineyard in Arizona. Okay. In the desert. <laughs> like, that's pretty impossible, but right. he's done it. Right. And it's very, very lucrative. Right. I mean, basically... All of a sudden, they decided, someone said, oh, my God, avocado, what a good, healthy fat. And now we eat them. And to be honest with you, they're, I, they're so temperamental, avocados. you got to sit there. I know you don't know this, Bob, because you wouldn't touch an avocado. Uh, so what you do is you buy them, they're rock hard. And every morning, you get up and you give them a squeeze. Oh, you ready yet? Ooh, 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 this one, this one might be ready tomorrow. So you, so then what you do is you uh, change the order on the, on the, I put them on my windowsill in the kitchen. So I got to change them. I'm like, oh, this one should be ready. And then you cut it open. Because if you don't do it that day, guess what? Next day, it's bad. I mean, they're so temperamental, these damn avocados. Like John Domingo. Pretty much. Although, <laughs> I'm squishy all the time. I'm so, right all the time. So, it, yeah, it would be great to have a company that already exists, like Apple or Samsung, whatever, build a plant here to make things for us here. But they're not going to do that. They, they don't need that because they're already making plenty of profit all over the world. Why do they need that extra expense? All right. I'm going to explain something to you in elevator terms, if you don't mind. I'm so waiting. In the elevator business, there's basically three big companies. Otis Elevator, Schindler Elevator, ThyssenKrupp Elevator, and there's enough Kone Elevator. The big four corporations that are worldwide. I've only seen two of those, but yeah. Okay. So now what they do is they're in every market, every big field, you know, filled well, I'm going to use Philadelphia. They're here or they're all here and they have these. So what happens is they got these other little guys that come in and see corp, big corporations are like battleships. They're like aircraft carriers. They can't turn real fast. They, they take a long while to turn and change, but little elevator companies that are pop, popped up that are run by real elevator men, not, guys that went to college and just learn about the elevator business because they're managing the elevator business. These new companies pop up and what they do is they do a better job for the customer at a cheaper price. S customer service is better. You know, the guy that you're dealing with. And then they, they start just picking the, the big contracts off of these companies. Right. And, and what they do is they build up this little tiny company and they get a bunch of guys working for them and all, and it gets to, to be 
a, a really well-built, well-run company. And then the owners, the big corporations will go in and they'll offer these owners a shit ton of money to buy the company off of them. Yep. So they buy the company, they buy all the contracts. Yep. And the next thing you know, they start treating the customers like shit. And then another little company comes and pops back up again. That's capitalism. And so what you need to do right now is build a good phone. A couple guys can go and start building these phones and start putting them out, crowdsource, get some money in, start building these phones. And the next thing you know, American phones built by American people that do the same job, if not better, than Apple or Android, okay? Because you know you can do it. They, they started to do it, but I don't know whatever happened to it. They had a phone that was... If you wanted a, a phone with a good camera, you could do that. You want a phone with more memory, you could do that. They were basically plug-in things that you could plug into your phone. So if you started to do that, and it would take a couple of years, but the thing is that it's competition. But here's the better part. The phone is as good as an iPhone, but guess what? It's $600, not $1,200. What do you think is going to happen, Bob? You know you'd have one the next day. Probably so. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we need to do here. We used to lead the world in all in, in innovation and, and stuff like that. And we let it slip away and we need to, we cannot be lazy and let that happen again. Or guess what? In 20 years, we're going to be Great Britain or France or just some country, Canada. We'll be Canada. Well, everything's global now. I don't, I don't think you can apply the old school American made by American, you can't apply that as much anymore because everything's global. Everything. And, Our, and I'm not saying I, I like it. I agree with it. I think that's the way it should be. I like it old school. I'm an old school MFR. It's not because our economy basically, look, at we're huge consumers. All right. If we stopped buying from everybody else, they'd shit their pants. They could sell. Yeah, of course they could sell to Europe and Asia and all these other places. But they, they don't have the buying capacity and power that we have. Yeah, now. I mean, we, we probably tend to get the newer phone more often than other countries do. Like, Yeah, forget about that. Go to Mexico and see how many 12-year-olds have an iPhone. Go to any of the South American, Central American countries, uh, Asian countries, and see how many of their 12-year-olds are carrying around a $1,200 phone. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. How many people have two cars... How many people have four or five flat screen TVs? Everybody's got their own laptop. You know, that's what America is. Now, some people say it's gluttony. I don't know. But I mean, it is definitely convenience. We're, we like convenience. We like the our toys, man. The problem is you're not going to... If we don't start making things here and start putting... Then we're going to be... Like you say, well, what are we going to do? We don't make stuff here. Of course, we, we don't make stuff here because we don't make we don't buy stuff here because we don't make stuff here. Hey, we, we make yeah. How much money are we making on this, Bob? <laughs> this thing is this is a labor of love. You know what we get for this podcast? Dick and bubblegum. And they're all out of bubblegum, Bob. That's what we get for making this show, right? Am sure. I right? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I get something out of it, but it's just not uh monetary. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I also why would I put the amount of time and effort I, into this, if I wasn't, if I didn't enjoy doing it, of course, I'm praying that this is all theater and it's going to stop hopefully within the next month. You do not want to see this go to hand to hand combat in Ukraine for years and years. You don't want this. You don't want, 
I've said this before. I'll say it again. Smart people need to get together and figure out a way to give Putin an avenue out of here and a win. All right? Let him think he won. Give him an avenue out of here. Let him keep Ukraine as a neutral country and all that other stuff. And then say, listen, we're going to give you this. Take the win. Go back. Build your economy back up. And then knock your shit off. All right? We don't need this anymore. All right? We don't want this anymore. And then do that. All right? Stop fucking bombing shit. Stop shooting people. Stop killing innocent people. It's ridiculous. I mean, none of them have done anything wrong over there. None of the people. Now, listen, if you want to shoot the government, if you want to go in and take over the government buildings and, and march them all out of there, I don't think I even have a problem with that. But the innocent people that are living in that country, they did nothing wrong. We're as bad as Russia is. We did the same thing in Iraq. Nobody said shit. Oh, we went over there because there's weapons of mass destruction. They didn't even find a can of a uh, roach spray over there. And then we went in there and destroyed that country. And the shit that's going on in Yemen right now, that's horrible too. So we, well, I, I know this, John, we had a lot, uh, this country, our government, not the people, had a lot of things, covert things going on in the Ukraine. Sure. We did a lot of things, a lot of covert things. We had our, our own at the time, vice president and his son getting involved in energy companies, pipelines, all that stuff because of their political power in the world. Uh, we had, you know, bio, uh, labs over there, Yeah, all, all the, you know, and the, and that's just two things that are major things, major problems. So I don't even know what else, but I'm sure that there are other things going on over there that we were holding the, uh, handlebars on, if you know what I mean. Yeah. We and, don't want it to see the light of day and maybe, I don't know. Putin's just tired of it. I'm not trying to be a Putin apologist here. I'm not trying to, but let's say, uh, Russia was doing it in Canada. Would we tolerate it? No, because they're part of NATO and that, yeah, we wouldn't do, we wouldn't tolerate. So, well, even if they weren't part of NATO, let's just put the same pants on the same, same. No, we would not. Well, we almost, we, we almost had a nuclear war because, uh, Russia was putting nuclear missiles in Cuba, Cuba. in 1963. Well, not thanks the basics. No. Thank, thank, well, it's part of it. Thanks for stuttering that one out there, John. So, it's I mean, we didn't, we didn't want to do, we didn't want anybody, we won't want Russia or China on our doorstep. And why do you think that we would, they would want us on theirs? Why? Okay. It just doesn't make any sense. Oh, so maybe we need to quit getting in, so involved in, in everything. But the like problem not, is you know, quit fucking meddling. Hey, dude. That if you can bring up that thing where you, it had all the list of everything that they were sending over to Ukraine, the list of missiles and all. Yeah, I wonder how all that, how much that all cost. Number one, number two, who's paying for that? Is Ukraine paying for that? I'll, I'll tell that? you anything like this. Okay, is the military-industrial complex? They can't wait because they make shitloads of money off of this stuff. Of course they do. You know who has two thumbs pointing at themselves and paying for it? Jackass. Yeah. Jackass yep. is paying for it. Yeah. That's who's paying That's for it. Okay. We have an endless amount of money. It, could you imagine if we didn't have to pay that much for defense and everything, and we could use that money that we pay in taxes to take care of health care and, 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 and education and all, but they don't want education. And here's the other thing, education, the amount of money that they spend on education and homeless and everything, the fact that we even have problems and we don't have the smartest kids and the best education system is, uh, it's a crime. It's a crime. So we have comment in the chat from Tristan. Uh, the, the crux is that Putin was a hardliner Soviet and most hardline Soviets really don't like it when Ukraine 
sorry, didn't like it when Ukraine became independent. Since Kiev was a big part of the Soviet economy before the state dissolved. So what? That's not their country. And if the Ukraine decides to do this or do that, I mean, we, okay, we decided to make it to where everybody in America has to own a gun. What is Mexico? Is it any of their fucking business? No. Stay out of it. We're a sovereign nation. We make our own rules. We, we make our own decisions. We wear the big boy pants for our country. This is what cracks me up. Biden just talked to the president of China. Now we're sending all kinds of money and aid and ammunition and military aid and everything over to, to Ukraine. And then Biden goes to, the, to China. Don't you dare send any aid. Don't you give them any weapons. Don't you dare. Don't you give them any weapons. And I would have been, I would have said to Biden, I said, did you bump your head on the way in here? So fucking practice what you preach. Yeah, practice what you preach. You stop saying, I'll tell you what, you don't send any weapons to Ukraine and we won't send any weapons to Russia. The balls on that guy. The balls on Biden to go in there and tell China, you better not send any weapons to, to Russia. Well, the whole thing with, you know, whenever Poland offered to give Ukraine all their MiGs, if we buy them some whatever F-16s or whatever the hell, and we were like, nah, can't do that. Sorry, you shouldn't have offered that you know without talking to us first you know because that would be us getting involved in the war and blah 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 well we're giving them a shitload of uh military uh weapons. missiles and all this yeah, other what's stuff the difference right what's and the then there's if, if we give them planes or we give them missiles to shoot down planes and then here's the other thing so now that how they shipping them in they're shipping them in through poland so now don't you think the soviet union could say guess what poland is uh is aiding the the, the other side. So now, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the next thing you know, they attack Poland. Now we're in a, now we're in a shit start. This needs to stop. Yesterday, I wish Just, it would would uh, create more uh, Polak jokes. A guy that was half Italian, half Polish, went down the corner to beat somebody up. Got down and forgot who. Is that what you mean? Stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> Here all week by the veal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just can't stress hard enough that. Somebody better get in there and start negotiating and stop this fighting. It's went on way too long. Where is it? We need Rodney King. Can't we all just get along? Exactly. It's about he's dead. All right. Palate cleanser time, John. Yeah. Cause I can't do one. I had a bunch of palate cleansers too. You ever eat Chick-fil-A? Have I? What do you think of them? Do you, or is, is it on your top list or is it just meh? Uh, I really like their waffle fries and I like their chicken sandwiches. I'm not a fan of their chicken nuggets and chip, chicken strips because they're too small for the money, but they're not bad. I like, I like the nuggets. I'm not a fan of the sandwich. I'm the opposite. So there oh, we go. Of course. How many ingredients are in your Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich? A whopping 81 ingredients, including potassium iodate, which is banned in multiple nations because it can lead to thyroid disease. The WHO has also recommended against adding it to flour since 1965. Also MSG, which makes food addictive and is linked to weight gain despite how many calories you eat. And dimethyl polysiloxane, which is the main ingredient in Silly Putty. Listen, you feckless bitch. Why would you sit there and do something like, why would you ruin... Chick-fil-A for me. You know what this is? You know who she is? I'll tell you who she is. She's one of those people that hate Chick-fil-A because they're Christian. All right? They tried to boycott Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A was Christian. They tried to make up all kinds of shit about them that they gave to anti-gay organizations and stuff. And none of that was true. And this is the problem. 
They tried to do Chick-fil-A dirty by boycotting them. It didn't work because Chick-fil-A's food was so good. Even the gays ate it. The gays are like, oh, my God, this is so good. And now they're trying to do it with this. And you know what? You know why it's good? I'll tell you why it's good. It's good because it's Jesus chicken. And every chicken sandwich there is blessed. That's why it's good. It's good. You know what? All that shit she's talking about, they bless it, and it, it turns it from toxic to delicious. That's what it is. Yeah. How dare she? I swear Both to God. On Sunday. Oh, you know what's in your chicken sandwich? Yeah. You know what's in your avocado? They probably grow it in human shit for fertilizer. How do you like that? <laughs> All right. Now, the audio on this one's rough. This one's long, so I'll kind of just play a little bit of it. Now, this guy, it's dark out, right? So you think nighttime. Nope. It's early morning. And he's trying to order a hamburger and chicken nuggets, which they don't serve during morning hours. They only sell breakfast. Okay. Now, the voice that you hear, the stupid bitch, that's the McDonald's worker working the drive-thru. Oh. The guy's voice is the guy driving the truck. Okay. She basically called his mama a bitch, his daddy a bitch, his baby a bitch, and said to move your fucking ass out of my drive-thru, basically. And he said, I ain't moving shit till I get a hamburger and chicken nuggets. You know what this is, Bob? This is a moron off. This is what this is. Yes. This is two idiots sitting there and fighting over stupid shit. This jackass is in the morning. He wants a hamburger when they're only serving breakfast, and now he won't move. So it, now, if that was me, I would take the bumper of my truck, put it on the back of his car, and push, push him right the fuck out of that line because he's holding me up with his stupid shit. I know what I want. I got myself a sausage McMuffin with egg, and I got my hash browns, and I got my Diet Coke, and I'm ready to go, and this dickweed is in here trying to order chicken nuggets and a hamburger at seven o'clock in the morning get the fuck out of line or go somewhere else idiot so he, it, it got dry for a minute where there wasn't much talking but then it comes back this is a fucking bum fight. This is. this is two fucking retards in a line holding everybody else up. I'm 100% with the McDonald's worker. I am too. I would, I would insult I am too. that guy. And you know what someone should do? Someone should come out of the back with a mop handle and just keep poking that motherfucker in the head until he got out of line. Another worker, I'm going to guess, is the manager comes on and says, hey, don't worry. I think she said GPD is on their way. So whatever. I don't know if that's Gatlinburg police department because this sounds like it's in the south so. you know what you need i'll tell you what you do you know what they need at those windows right or at the thing right there they need a nozzle with pepper spray so <laughs> i won't leave and all of a sudden you won't leave motherfucker i'll be sharing with you like a skunk spray them like a skunk then they can't drive what how are they gonna leave with their eyes burning all right spray with skunk shit it doesn't burn you but it smells your whole car smells like shit forever you have to sell the car set it on fire whatever that's what you know you skunked a bitch that's what you do with people like that in a drive-thru. I see people like this in a drive-thru all the time, and I want to get out and just rain blows down on them until they're fucking bloody. 
because this is ignorance right here. This is ignorant people doing ignorant things. That's what this is. That's exactly what this is. And it should be stopped, Bob. We're worried about climate change and all. This is what we need to do. That's it, Duchess. Jersey Justice. She knows what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Person in the car here who's actually filming this uh, just gives up and backs out and and just, you know, yeah, drives just away. They're like, I'm out. They're like, fuck this, I'm out. So, yeah. So And, the, and I think that's the only way that that ought to end. <laughs> the cop should come up and tase that guy, drag him out of his car, handcuff him, and take him to jail. That's what should happen there. That's what we need. That shit shouldn't be allowed. So did you hear about what happened down in Florida? I don't know. I maybe I haven't seen this one, but I love this guy. This guy's a straight shooting sheriff out of Florida, and he sheriff. cracks me the fuck up. This sheriff would have went to that McDonald's, dragged that guy out, tased him, pepper sprayed him, and beat him with a nightstick, and then sheriff. took him to jail. Grady Judd. Um, Grady Judd. Now there's a sheriff's name for you. So the caption says four Disney employees arrested in Florida, human trafficking, child predator sting. Operation March Sadness 2. Now we don't think basketball should be able to dominate March by itself. So we have our own bracket, but instead of brackets of winners, we have brackets of losers. Then there's Xavier Jackson. He's 27. He thought he was chatting with a 14-year-old, and he sent photos of himself doing things that's totally inappropriate. Oh, did I mention that he just happens to be a lifeguard at a Polynesian resort for Disney? You think there's a few children around there? Oh, yeah. Well, let's move on. These guys weren't predators. But they all have something in common with the last arrest. They work for Disney. You know, I go back to that bill that was passed in uh, Florida that, that everybody was screaming about. It's the don't say gay bill, because what they don't want schools to do is teach sex, uh, sexuality uh, to children pre-K through the third grade. Right. So, and, and everybody's up in arms because it's the don't say gay bill, but really what it is, is it's the don't let teachers groom children sexually. That's what the bill actually is. Don't let teachers groom children sexually. That's what everybody should say. Everybody should say, when they say the don't say gay bill, oh, no, no, you mean the don't groom children sexually bill. That's what, the, that's what that bill is. Disney was 100% against that bill and now you see why they love pedophiles i think this should be like a psa on like national television it should be required a- says why are you gay girls have buttholes too <laughs> <laughs> all right see now this is one of those tiktoks where i don't it doesn't work for on the, the audio part. right that's why i captioned right. right so yeah it's yeah of course, girls have buttholes, too. The problem is a lot of times yeah. there's do not enter signs on girls' buttholes. <laughs> That's okay. the problem. All right. And it's not just because they have them doesn't mean you get to use them. A lot of women. I got you. Are not fans of that. That point. All of a sudden, I bet you all the women in the chat are just going to be real, real quiet on that. That's what I'm saying. Well, what I think about the, the what is it does say gay thing is that all that's going to do is grade four is going to be nothing but yes yes nothing but them pounding it into their heads 
because hey, it's okay. You said third grade, we're fourth grade. Well, again, I think that kids need to learn. The kids will figure out their sexuality. No kid needs to be told how to figure out a sex. They all know whether they're gay, whether they're straight, whether they they feel like they've been born in the wrong body. All that they'll know. They, they don't need anybody to tell them. That's what I'm trying to say. Did you hear that over on Twitter, the Babylon B? You know who the Babylon B is? Like that's a parody site for news and all. They have the best yes. headlines and stuff. I know of them. They were just uh, their account was suspended for 14 days. For what? Uh, the headline was Rachel Levine voted Man of the Year. Yes. They they banned them for 14 days saying that Rachel Levine is man of the year. Now I want to go in and say, hashtag Rachel Levine, man of the year and, and put it on post. But then again, they'll just kick me out of there. So I, I mean, I trust me, I've done this shit before over on TikTok. Ted Nugent, who just comes on and plays guitar and talks about things. And from a different perspective, his account was banned. He I've was- never seen his. That's weird. You would think with its algorithms and, and how good they are for me, at least, that they would have him in my FYP. Ted Nugent has a podcast. It's uh, called The Nightly Nuge. I didn't know that. Yes, it's about eight minutes, and he comes on and he does his he does his uh, thing where he's talking about this and that and all, and he's you know his whole vernacular the way he says things and i, I kind of like the way he does it it's real quick it's a quick hitter the nightly nuge uh is a podcast my thing is that what are you going to do the censorship's got to stop like we go in after we get done here and i have to go in and take the youtube link and make it pro or unlisted right so that they don't crawl over because we one more strike we're off of youtube we've you done that before though you did that with the last time we got a strike, it was already unlisted. So right. I don't think that really matters. You may have to make it private or whatever. Well, yeah, but if I make it private, then see what I usually do is I take, I make it unlisted and I take the link and I put it over on Patreon for free. So if anybody wants to go watch it, they can. You have a Patreon? <laughs> yeah, we do. Know that. Yeah, we have a Patreon. Why am I not subscribed to that? I don't know. I, I don't like taking, I honest to God, I don't like taking Patreon money. I hate, I hate all of it. I really do. I mean, I understand, but right now I don't think we're, we're, I don't think this podcast is ready for that yet because we don't, I don't feel like we give enough content. Doesn't stop. My mouse is dead. I got to back up homeboy. I got to back up. This show has been one giant dumpster fire from the start. It doesn't like you would think if it gets down to like 10% that it would pop up because it has to charge. The port is here. And again, this is Apple. How am I going to use it? When it's thanks, Apple. Yeah. Ever since Apple started, they give you less and less for the more and more they charge and give you less and less. They give you two little seaports on the side. So then you got to go out and buy a dongle. You got to buy a dongle if you want to plug your thing into a into your internet, to your internet cable. You got to buy a dongle if you need to plug in more USB shit. It's ridiculous. I love plugging my dongle into things. Yeah. You need a dongle for all that crap. So I want to see what your take is on this. The year is 2024 and your electrical car won't start for 72 hours because what you posted on social media has been deemed offensive by the government. Think this sounds too far-fetched or it's not going to happen? Do you think the powers that be are not trying to mimic China's social credit score system? Wake up and observe the Orwellian changes around us. The ultimate goal of the ruling class is to control the masses. 
you hooked up to a social credit score tied to a V passport, tied to your digital wallet, where if you get out of line, they turn your purchasing power off just like that. You can't participate in society. Stand your ground. Stay vigilant. Do not comply or else we're all fucked. No shit. They're doing it already. Well, but it's that thing. They, the wrong. banks are doing it already. I know it's wrong, but the banks are doing it already. But it's basically a score that you get from, you know, how quiet you are, whatever. Our score, our score would be as low as my credit score. <laughs> Quite honest with you. But no one pays attention to it. And why does no one pay attention to it? Because the mainstream media is not addressing it. And it'll all be in place before. And then the next thing you know, here we are. Here we are. That's it. And then you guys got to deal with it. Hopefully, what will happen, just like what I was talking about with the phones, other banks will pop up and not use those scores. And people will flood to those banks and leave the other banks. And then, you know, they'll drop the scores. I don't know, though, because China's doing it. They're doing it in the United States. They did it in Canada. Look what happens when the people from uh, Canada, when they had that truckers sit in in uh, Ottawa, what did they do? They turned off all their money. They they froze their accounts. They couldn't guy couldn't pay his mortgage, couldn't get groceries, couldn't get gas to go anywhere. You're showing me your phone, Bob. That's great on a podcast. What does that mean? Talk to me, Bob. Use your mic. Well, shut up. I'll fucking explain. I just opened an app. That fast. Yes. I can start, unlock all that shit. My wife's car from this desk. Okay. And it didn't matter where my wife was as long as it had a connection to the sky, I guess. That guy saying, yeah, it's 2024 and your electric vehicle could be shut off because of your social credit score. And I can do that. They can do it now. Yeah, they can. They can disable a gas powered vehicle, which hers is a hybrid, but they can disable mine. They can disable any of these fucking cars that are built after probably 2012, 2013. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. They, they all have that OnStar link type of shit where they, they have that little fucking like fin on the back and that's, they could do that now. So that guy's a dumbass. Well, no, he's not because what they're doing is we're the frog in the pot of water and they're turning the heat up slowly and slowly, slower and slower and slower. So we adapt to all this stuff, right? We are not allowed to say that a man can't be a woman and a woman can't be a man. All right. We can't say when a woman transits transitions into a man that they're biologically woman transition to a man. They're not biologically a woman. We can't say men and women anymore. We got to say free bleeders and uh, birthing persons, birthing persons, baby makers. It's ridiculous. And it's and again, it's a small group of nitwits, mental, mentally ill people that are driving this bus. And the thing is that you cannot they if you say anything about it, then you're the bad person. It's basically that the emperor has no clothes on is basically what we're doing here. And I'm done with it. I'm sick of it. I don't care. I've, I'm, I'm grandfathered in is the way I look at it. And I, I talk the way I talk. I say what I say and I don't apologize. That's it. It's, it's the way it is. Daylight savings time. It's daylight saving time. I want to make sure that I, I get it right. Uh, it's all the same. The Senate passed it. And now it goes into the House of Representatives. Now, you would think, how hard is this? How hard is this to pass? Right? Nope. House of Representatives have a real problem with this. 
They need studies. They need the studies to see. Well, they want to throw money at it. Yeah, they want to throw money. They want to get their hands in there. They want to get it's somebody their to hands everything. That's right. They need studies to see whether it, how it affects people or stop heart attacks or give people heart attacks. And they find stocks and companies to invest in before they put the money into it so that they can benefit from it, too. So in uh, Seattle and Portland, they say that if this goes through, that it won't get it won't get light until like nine o'clock in the morning over there. So they don't want it. Everybody's got a, a thing about it. So again, what's the big deal? I mean, if I don't want it to go back to standard time, cause I like the extra hour at the end of the day. I like that. So I'm for it. I, I say, put it up for a vote. I would imagine that it'll get enough votes to pass. Well, if it does, just, well they already tried this once a while back and it didn't really work. What do you mean they tried it? They tried to pass it or they tried to they, what? They actually temporarily passed it like it had like an expiration date. Yeah, well, I think it was and during it was the a long energy, time ago. Yeah, the energy crisis. They made it where, yeah, and it was fine. It was fine. Right. An extra, yeah, it was dark in the morning when you got, it was an extra well, hour. They were, well, there was complaints because the kids waiting for, at the bus stops were waiting out in the dark and that kind of shit. That was back when you used to walk. A block, three blocks, nine blocks, half a mile to get to the bus stop. Remember those days? I do. I, I do, used to yeah. have to walk uh, pretty good ways to get to my bus stop. And now that it's at your driveway. Well, here's the thing. When I was going to school, if my house was one block over, I got would have got the bus. But since it wasn't, I had to walk to school. So every day I walked to school. And there was no lines, drop-off, pick-up lines at school. Was it in snow uphill both ways? No, it was just, yeah, you put, you know what happened when it rained? You put a raincoat on. And when it, usually when it snowed, you didn't, you know, there wasn't, unless there was a lot of snow, I mean, or, unless it was just like a dusting or whatever, you, you just walked in. It was no big deal. Well, not and everybody now, can afford a raincoat, John. That is discriminatory. Can't afford a raincoat. What are you out of your mind? I don't know. I was just trying to find some angle where. So, some, yeah. So it's easier just to take the kids and drop them off and pick them up. You go to pass a high school now in the morning and there's just a line of cars with parents dropping their freshmen and sophomores off because yeah. the, the, the precious kids can't walk to school. Well, you know what that is. They all got thrown off the bus for being an asshole. So they're not allowed to ride the no, bus. They didn't it's just the, the kids that they say, here's a radius. If you live here, you walk to school. We're not bringing a bus over to take you two blocks or three blocks to school. Pansies got kicked off the bus for two weeks. One time. Okay, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying it's not all of oh for God's sakes. Oh, I'm not I'm just I don't I'm, just, I'm not trying, I'm just making a joke that you you don't understand comedy. I understand comedy. Trust me, I understand comedy. That's not comedy. Yeah, you still keep that mustache. It's just not comedy. Says the guy with the chin pubes. Hey, this is Tom Brady. It's not Tom Brady. It's the goat. It's the goat. <laughs> What do you do? Piss on it? Probably. So no, I retire it and then I grow it back. Here's the deal. Uh, now that everybody's up in arms about what we're going to do about energy, since, you know, what are we going to do about natural gas? And we don't want fossil fuel. Now, all of a sudden, everybody over in Europe now, are, they're like, hey, you know what? What about this uh, nuclear energy? What if we uh, started building some nuclear plants? What do you think about that? That's our way out of this. We haven't built a nuclear plant what 25 30 years look at all the the uh, advances we've had in technology you don't think we could buy you don't think we could build a nuclear plant that's 
safer, more efficient. I know we could. I mean, we have some here. I, I, I know of at least one here that has, for no reason, they just turned it off a while back, like, I don't know, 20 years ago, and it's just hanging out. Yeah, it's just sitting like, there. You, nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's just, they just, they make power through hydro a lot here and other, other nuclear, like we, we don't really need it, I guess. So they turned it off. Fuck that. Turn it back on. <laughs> you know, so chefs in here saying nuclear plants are really expensive to build. I don't think that's true. I think that whatever, how many years ago it was, I bet you they could build them more efficiently, more economically that they would run better. And, and you know what? Let's try, try one, make one, see what happens. Yeah, Cause it's really hard to get your money back out of energy because hardly anybody uses that anymore. Right. Yeah. You know what? They might just stop using it. And then what are you going to do with all this power that you have everywhere? I mean, huh. Christ, if your electricity goes out for more than four hours, people are like freaking out. If, if your electricity goes out for longer than four hours, contact your doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah, go to the emergency. Share the screen because this is a topic I really wanted to hit. I know we're getting a little bit, you know, long here and you got to do stuff, but if we could touch on this real quick. Now, this is a kind of have it time stamped a little bit. This was a story that ran last night and it's uh, 13 and a half uh, minutes long. So I'm not going to play the whole thing, but it was about the housing market right now. Me and my wife were thinking about maybe, you know, getting rid of this house, picking up something a little bit different, a little bit easier to maintain. I'm tired of mowing a acre of grass and all the all, all this other shit so this made us say yeah i think we'll just stay put this is a home we bought this uh -huh. is 3518 shiner drive right in jacksonville this home is 1700 square feet how many bedrooms three bedrooms two baths it was built about three years ago is the audio coming through okay Berman is yes. ceo of tricon residential a toronto-based company that has quietly become one of the largest owners of single-family homes in the united states so today we own about 30,000 single-family rental homes across the U.S., largely in the Sun Belt. 30,000. we've got probably about 75,000 people living in our homes. You are a multi-billion dollar company. You're publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Correct. And the Toronto Stock Exchange. Toronto Stock Exchange. I even read in one of your own documents that your revenue went up last year by 67%. Is that correct? Yeah, we're expanding. I mean, when you think about it, we have an incredible amount of demand for what we do. So, Leslie, in any given week, we might have two or 300 homes available. For renting. For renting. And we get about 10,000 leasing inquiries a week. So, do you hear the problem is we have an incredible amount of demand for what we do? Yeah, because you're buying all the fucking houses. Nobody, there are, okay, prior to this, they talked to a couple who have been in an apartment for a year, thousand dollars a month, and the rent went up thirty percent. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, they're 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 flipping out here because all, so, we have housing developments. We we have apartment complexes here, and all the rents going up like astronomically for no, yeah. you know, yeah. So we so so they were like, yeah, we were you know trying to buy a home. And we, we can't, we are priced out of the market and we're stuck now because we rent and our rent goes up 30% every year. So what if that continues? We can't afford it. So that's why there's a demand for what this asshole's company does because sure. no, that couple, like many other couples out there cannot buy a home because these assholes are okay. Well, they get their first, first come first serve with the money. No, they don't just get their first, right? If a home is 
$200,000. A couple goes and looks at it. Well, it takes them a little time to, okay, you know what? Let me call you tomorrow. Let us talk about it and get, get back to you tomorrow. That's what we did when we bought this house back in 2010, right? And they don't have that time. They have to decide right then and there, buy it, buy it, buy it. And this company comes in and pays 30, 40 grand over asking price. That's that the problem. couple can't afford to do because, right. and the reason they can't afford it, it ain't the money. It's the bank won't loan. The loan to value ratio gets too far off for the mortgage company to even get involved. The only way that they could do that is if this couple can put down out of cash, the difference. Most people cannot afford to do that. I can't pay you fucking 50 grand down more than what I was already, already going to put down because I don't have the money. Well, again, it's the same. It goes back to supply and demand right now. What they're doing is they're this company right here is basically saying that we're going to, there's not going to be, we can't invest in petroleum because they're doing away with that. And we can't invest in this. So we're going to, everybody's got to have a place to live. So we're going to invest in properties and then we're going to rent them. The problem happens is when the market, the bubble breaks they bought $200,000 houses for $250,000 and now they're stuck with them and nobody can rent them because nobody can afford them. And so there they are. They're just sitting there. All right. Now I know they buying them, they're buying them cash. So it's no big deal, but they still, there's still taxes. There's still upkeep and there's, there's all this other stuff that go, goes on with it too. Pretty soon, in my opinion, what's going to happen is going to be a big sell-off. When it starts to be a big sell-off, then the prices are going to drop. And this is good. Again, I think it's like a pendulum. It swings back and forth. We did the same thing in 2008. Well, it was a little bit different in 2008. The housing costs went to shit because of all the, you know, the bad loans written, et cetera, et cetera. There were jobs lost because of combination of the Iraq war, Afghanistan, all that. Obama um, being our president. There was that kind of a fear. Uh, a lot of the Republicans are known uh, historically for when a Democrat takes office, they hide their money. So there's less jobs available. There was a surplus of homes on the market. Okay. Homes. My buddy bought a home in 2004. He paid $164,000 and he was yelling at me. You, you can afford a home. Why don't you buy a home? Cause I was in a, a mobile home that I liked it. I was fine with that. Okay. I know in my line of work, I was a painter. And it's feast or famine. And at the time it was feast and it had been feast, but I always know that there's an end to everything. And in 2008, that end came houses stopped coming out of the ground. I had no income. I was out of a fucking job. All right. I was on the market. Couldn't find a job anywhere. Okay. I looked all over the place, applied for jobs, took tests to prove that I knew how to paint like actual written tests to work for larger painting companies and nothing. So. I was glad that I didn't buy because that buddy of mine had to short sale his house because his house that he paid 164 grand for became worth $40,000 at that time. So he short sailed it where yeah. he got to live in it for two and a half years mm -hmm. rent free while it went through the process and he ended up, you know, dipping. So hey, I'm, I'm glad did that I didn't take his advice. Yeah, that's what they did here. These people, they bought these houses with these balloon mortgage payments and everything. And then their houses went upside down and they just walked away from them. There was it, houses, there was houses all over here. And then here's what happened. The first big freeze we had everybody, cause there's nobody in them. Everybody's pipes broke. And the next thing you know, there's water running out of everybody. You know, all these old houses that were sitting around with nobody in them. There's water running out of the front doors that the basement filled up with water. So the, the thing is, 
I can't. So what do you do? Do you say that only a company can only own this many houses or what do you do? Do you let them there needs to be some kind of a, a regulation? You know, with th that guy, that CEO went on to say that, oh, well, only 2% of the homes, you know, rental homes in America are corporate owned. That is got to be bullshit. There's no way that that's actual numbers. There's, there's no way. And I would like to address this if, if it's okay, John, in the, uh, chat josh robert says what amazes me is that we just did this in 2008 well no i think it was the opposite problem because there were so many homes that were foreclosed upon and became bank owned it was the opposite problem we bought this house as part of that we got it for pennies on the dollar okay sure. and it's the opposite that, problem. no okay it's, so this it's, is what's going to happen they're going to be stuck with they're going to the there's going to something's going to happen People are not going to be, they're going to be stuck with all these houses and they can't rent them. And the next thing you know, they're going to have to get rid of them. They're going to have to dump them. I don't know. I, I think there's enough investment companies like that one and uh, BlackRock, <clears throat> Blackstone, they're both related. And that's what they do. This is what they do. They buy up entire neighborhoods and rent them out. And that gives them a large control of the entire market. So if you want somewhere to live, guess what you got to do? If you can't afford it, get some roommates. Sure. You know, and, that, and that sucks. I understand that, but that's, I mean, that's how young people have been doing it for decades. As long as I can remember if five or six guys get together, they rent a house and they, you know, when they're younger and then if they can make it, they get married and do whatever. And they put, you know, and they, and they buy a house or whatever, if they can't, then they're, they're going to do it. What you're going to see is the family units start to compact. In other words, you're going to see it's already happening. Uh, kids that can't make it anymore. They're moving back in with their parents. So what you're going to see is a family unit where, you know, there's going to be more people in a house. And, uh, you know, back in the, I don't know, 30s or 40s or stuff like that, it wasn't common to see three generations or four generations of people in a house. And not only that, that they would bring people over. So it would be like an aunt and uncle and a cousin and the, and the other family and the grandmother and all. They're all living, you know, all Multi stacked in there. Multi-generational. Like yeah, they're just stacked in there like firewood. Well, that actually became a thing after, you know, the 2008-2009 uh, bubble bust, whatever you want to call it, the uh, market crisis, mm -hmm. is that multi-generational homes became a thing for a while there in uh, 2011, 2010, 2013, whatever, that area. It was very common that they were actually buying larger homes and converting them to have like a extra door that the granddaughter and grandson-in-law and their baby could have their own part of the house where they didn't disturb anybody. And, you know, they were doing it like that. They took the basement, they put a bathroom in the basement, all that stuff, you know, about and, the problem that's going to happen in the immediate future is right now there's so much um, inflation going on that the, the fed's going to start raising interest rates. And once the fed starts raising interest rates with the price of see that if the interest rate goes up, the prices of housing come down. If the price of housing's, if the interest rate's down, the price of housing goes up. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, the, we'll the Feds actually met last week. They agreed that they're going to raise interest rates gradually five times over this year, over 2022. Now, that's actually sounds bad. Oh, no, they're raising interest rates. But what that's going to do is it's in efforts to allow stability to help set in, which is not going to happen. But there's okay. So, like the law of physics for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. reaction. So they're going to do this. And what they basically are going to do is they're going to stall the economy. So then you're going to get stagnation. 
you know, people aren't going to invest. People are not going to be hiring people. Everybody's going to cut back. Everybody's going to guard yourself. They're going to get lean and mean, and then you're going to have unemployment and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for a little while. And it happened in, was it 82? And then it happened in 2008. And now we're going through it again because we, as people, we don't realize, listen, when I was 24 up until I was in my thirties, 35, my thing was, don't tell me how much it costs. Tell me how much it is a month. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. How much was the car? I don't care what the price is. How much is it a month? Yeah. You know, I wanted to get a new TV, big, deep, giant TV. Back then you bought this Mitsubishi. The thing was the size of a small Volkswagen. It was like $3,500. Took four guys to move it. Yep. That was the big TV. How much was that a month? So that's what we did. We just lived on the month. Who cares? We just money. My thing was, it's only money. I get more next week. Right. That's the way I felt about it. That's how it was in the 80s and, and the 90s. And right. then, then you think about your grandparents who went through the depression and, you know, they were cutting uh, paper labels off of soup cans to be able to use it for writing paper. Paper. You know, they, they were, they'd pinch a penny so hard that Abe Lincoln would scream. I mean, this is where we're going to go. This is how we're going to go back to it. Not every kid's going to have a $1,200 iPhone. Not everybody's going to be able to afford a $1,200 iPhone. Forget about the iPhone. It's $100 a, a line just to keep it. And that particular uh, news story that they ran last night on 60 Minutes, um, the couple that they were talking to, you know, the woman asked, so, I mean, what are you doing? Because your rent went up 300 bucks like that when they had to renew their lease. They said, well, we just have less in the refrigerator. We're having to make other cuts. Yeah. And that's fucking terrible. Well, of course, because you don't have discretionary income. So you don't go out. You don't go out to eat. So the restaurants are, you know, restaurants are going to have not going to have a lot of people there. Uh, you know, their business is going to go down. Uh, all that, you know, all those things. Everybody's going to cut back. Everybody's going to be Netflixing and chilling. But that CEO thinks it's great because it lines his fucking pockets. Of that's course. Bullshit. I mean, I, I hope that fucker burns in hell. I do. And, and anybody like him now, if there's a small investor owns a few houses, like one of my neighbors, he owns, I think three rental homes. He's a retired military air force. I think good guy, immaculate lawn, nice house. He's not a, like a slum Lord who, you know, yeah, I'm going to keep my homes in bad condition, rent them out for the maximum amount of money. You know what I mean? He's not like that. He's not like these guys who just, they're in it for maximum profits. I think it's bullshit. I think it's absolute bullshit. The, that guy was actually asked, you know, well, why do you keep raising your rent? And he's like, we do it based on the market. And that's a fucking sure. thought. Right. So the housing prices go up. So the rent prices go up. Again, there used to be regulations for when, if you were in a house and you were renewing a re lease, that it could only go up. I don't know. Let's say 10%. I don't know what the numbers are. Let's say it could only go up 10%. Well, if you're, if your rent's a thousand dollars, that's a hundred dollars. So then the next month it goes up, you know, next year it goes up another, what you can't find anybody that'll sign a long-term lease with you anymore. Yeah. So it well, is, it is, what it is. Though is if you don't sign a 12 month lease, let's say you only need to place for six months, then it's a $150 more a month for rent. This whole thing through COVID and everything was handled so horribly. They just, what they did was they basically destroyed the, the economy. And I don't know how long it's going to take to come back. Just taking and printing money and giving people checks for 1200 and everybody's taking them. Sure. I'll take that $1,200. I'm getting mine. I'm getting mine. Right. I'll take that 12. I'll take that six. I'll take that 14. You know, I'll take that money. 
and we we all took it you know the people that were eligible to take it we took it did we need it a lot of us didn't lose a dime a lot of people didn't lose a dime and they bought fucking uh they worked from home uh, they bought they bought stonks with it yeah they you know everybody did it they went out and bought whatever they wanted to buy Fucking GameStop stock. It's basically somebody just gave you a twelve hundred dollar to two thousand dollar Christmas present, and everybody took it, whether you needed it or not. And a lot of people, their life wasn't impacted. They were able to work from home. The cost of getting back and forth was cheaper, and you know, so they were just getting all this cash. There was no place to spend it, so everybody was saving it. Now things, the economy's opening up. Everybody's got all this money, and they're tearing out to buy stuff. And because of the supply chain problems, it's just not there. There's just shit not there to buy. A friend of mine went to go buy a microwave the other day. It was uh, either $67 piece of shit or like a $150 one. And there was like four of them and that was it. I mean, there was really no choice. You know, things are coming off the shelves. Yeah, I was in uh, Walmart yesterday and the wife wanted a certain kind of gum. So we had to go to the candy aisle because it wasn't up front by the registers. And... Going down that candy aisle, man, Walmart, and they usually just everything, man. You name it, they got it. It's 200 feet of just holy shit. And there was no candy on, on the shelves. My wife goes, oh, Easter. I'm like, no, that ain't, I don't think that's why. Easter just, doesn't, it never stops. They may have, you know, paused production on this to increase production on the Easter crap, whatever. But no, I just, it was weird. Like everything was gone. There was nothing. Up there. Now, gum was fine at the end of the aisle. Yeah, there's your gum, honey. Get it. it was creepy. Here's the thing. I think what you're going to see is more of a consolidation of things. I think we're just going to, we're going to try to, again, the economy is going to have to shrink and it's not going to be easy. And you've got these kids that are coming out of college that spent all this money for loans and shit like that. They're going to have to get a job. And then here we go. And everybody's going to be screaming about student loans again. Now, I am not a fan of them just saying forgiving student loans. If you want to take and forgive the interest, I'm fine with that, but you got to pay the money back. You borrowed. That's not fair. Agreed. Like I said, I went to college for two years back in the nineties, late nineties. took me 15 years to pay up my loans at uh, 80. I think it was $88 a month. Mm -hmm. You're going to see a lot of people learn how to grow things. You're going to see a lot of people going back to hunting again. You're going to see a lot of people doing a lot of different things to survive. Because the one thing we are, you know, as a, as a species is we're survival. We're going to, we're survivors. You know, the people who are going to plan for it are going to be okay. And then the people that don't, who knows, but yeah, Tristan says the supply chain is going to get a lot worse. Mark my words. And I think that's right because that's another way they can control people is by food. They want us all eating bugs, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, but how long until there's a revolt, you know, I don't know. You tell how, me how far can they push? You tell me. How long long has it been this way in North Korea? North Korea is a hellhole. They have no electricity. If they're starving their people to death, and you think if anybody would take up and and revolt, it would be North Korea. And they they don't have guns. Okay. Well, I mean, even if we have guns, how much ammo do we have? I'm not going to disclose my supply. I understand. But what I'm saying is it's it's not like you go. go, I remember when I was hunting, you used to wait and you'd go out and buy two cases of the shot that you needed, whether it was buckshot and six shot or four shot for ducks and all when i bought a case so you had it for the whole season you ought to see the prices now if you can get it if you can find it it's ridiculous all right bob i think we've said it all i think we've done it all <laughs> we you, you want to bring up real quick 
No, I can't. Yeah, no, nothing here. I can't That's bring up a damn thing. That was funny. I guess uh, just real quick, touch on uh, today. They're beginning the Katanje Shaba Shabash Aloysius Brown Jackson, whatever the fuck her name is, uh, confirmation hearings. So oh, okay. And uh, Clarence Thomas is hospitalized with flu-like symptoms. Yeah, he's got an infection. Yes. So, you know, old people, this happens to people. You know what, Bob? This show used to be an hour. Now it's almost two hours. Because you talk so fucking much. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Well, you know, you bring up a topic, I'll keep talking on it. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. Listen, if you're still here by now, you're real fans, and we really appreciate you. Tell somebody about the show. Don't make this your dirty little secret. Tell somebody that you know that would appreciate this show. Do us a favor. Be a an ambassador for the show. We would love it. You can find all our links at allmylinks.com, boomer.bunker, or boomer bunker. We need some boomer bunker NFTs. Yeah, we need. Yeah, that's what we need. Non-functioning testicles. Right. I, <laughs> non-functioning testicles. All right, everybody. We'll be back here Wednesday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Yeah, no Doug. Doug free this week. Yeah, we're, yeah, it was funny. People did not like Doug. I, I was going to clip it out of the uh, audio version, but I was like, you know, listening back, I was like, well, I can clip about the ums and ohs and the, the bullshit, you know, clean it up and tighten it up. But I think it needs to be left in. So Even the people that were sharing the show, they said, listen, go 30 minutes in and start listening. <laughs> wow. eh, you know. Well... I still like Doug and I, I liked his take. So sorry. It was funny. Look, Duchess Doug is grumpy. So. Well, uh, that's, that's why they call him mean Doug in our podcast circle jerk. Special He's guest, uncle Randy. Negative. You know what? Uncle Randy. Love uncle Randy. Mm. <laughs> I like him. I'm not a fan of the character that he plays. I, I, I like both. I like the character and I like the man. All right, everybody. We'll be back here Wednesday night. 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. You figure out the rest of the times if you don't live on Eastern Time. Bye. See ya. Have a good Monday.